Some say we are the most propagandized nation in the world. I say it's our job to interpret this so-called news. I say it's our job to find the truth and make sure to pass it along, to continue the daily battle against cognitive dissonance. The truth isn't how you feel. Here we deal in the inconvenient realities. I'm John Matland, and this is We the People Are the News. Welcome to We the People Are the News. It's just me ranting today. I am still here in Delray Beach. It is more overcast and windy than it was yesterday. Less rain, however. Uh, big windstorm here in the uh, Miami Dade area. And yeah, so it, I'm still out on the porch. I'm still enjoying the weather regardless. So what I have done is I've opened this room again on this live recording. I've put it up. I've sent it out to a lot of uh, a lot of leftists uh, on Twitter via commenting. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee if you want some ASMR. Hold on. And um, yeah, we're going to uh, see if anyone joins like we saw yesterday. A couple people joined. Let's see what we get today. Uh, I'm going to put that up in one more spot. I'm going to put it up on the Crassens. So I had people joining yesterday, people, uh, and, and one joined way afterwards. And I still got, I still got a notification. And I think it was the New Jersey Marxist would have had a really good, good conversation with, with them. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it would have been fire as they say. So I'm going to do one more tweet about this and we're going to see anyone willing to talk join the podcast link below so we'll just see how this goes again leftists welcome right righties as well let's have that talk so yeah i'm i i'm just really trying to get people to get involved here have a conversation uh, will they do it? Who the hell knows? But we're going to start off, guys, uh, talking about what I, I, I referenced yesterday, and that was Nicole Maliotakis, uh, the whole entire alleged inside trading thing. And you know what? Uh, sometimes you continue to vote for the machine, you get what you want. And this is not me smearing Nicole because I lost to her and, you know, we had it out throughout that race, uh, you know, from afar, more proxy than anything because she was unwilling to debate. She was unwilling to really do anything. And they were surprised. They were surprised that we kept going. They were surprised that it just kept going. And you know what? Uh, The machine that we became, and by the machine, I mean, we were well-oiled. We weren't a part of any machine. We were the machine. It was we the people. I mean, we ran that really, really, really grassroots. And again, less than 50K and that's within kind donations going against somebody with 3 million to the point that going into the primary, they actually ran commercials. They had to spend money. They tried to get me out of the race. They tried all the tricks in the book and we out and we outlasted them. However, I did lose 78% to 22%. And it did happen that Donald Trump came in less than 24 hours before and did endorse her copy and paste verbatim style. I mean, there's receipts to all of this. At the end of the day, there is receipts to all of this, right? But I did. I lost 78% to 22%. And that was with total votes casted out as per Ballotpedia, 14,456. And you look at the Democrats and what they had in their primary with Max Rose, Brittany Ramos de Barros, Comey Aguda Kusima, 
20,001 votes that were that, that that are tallied on this platform here. The Democrats have have excelled at talking to people, reaching out to people, knocking on doors and not thinking they're above being in the political class. They don't act like it when they get there, but they know how to campaign. They, they're, they're good salesmen, if you will. And that That is true, because people were like, I can't believe you're out here, you're knocking on doors, and you know, you're, you're out there doing the thing, your team's small, and you're still pulling this off. And, you know, I, I, have, I, I have to say we did some pretty big things, even though we lost, even though it took Trump endorsement, uh, everything was still on that verge. We had a great showing, all things considered, hindsight, 2020, right? And by the end, we became a well-oiled machine of grassroots, uh, of grassroots, uh, a movement of grassroots uh, style, if you will. And that's something that the Democrats usually excel at. But what, what Republicans really don't excel at, and I'm not talking about the politicians here, or the people running for office. Because again, I don't identify as a politician, never will. I'm talking about the fact that they partake in primaries. So now people are sitting there like, how did this happen? Well, if we, if we go through it all, Nicole Maliotakis won the general election in November, 124,902 votes to Max Rose's 80,093 votes. Interesting. So a lot of people do vote. Republicans seem to only vote in the general. So they take whatever comes out, whatever the machine decides, whatever's preordained by the, the, the political priests, if you will, and that's what they get. And then they're surprised when there's rhino activities or they flip-flop or when they have alleged inside trading. And that's the serious thing here is now people are like, I can't believe she did that. I can't believe that's the, the allegation. And coming out of the world, uh, world, little world, um, hold on, where is it? I think it was the wall street journal. Yeah, it was the wall street journal. So coming out of that, you know, there's, there's information that it was on March 17th. She bought the NYCB on March 19th. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation announced NYCB's Flagstar Bank would take on signatures deposits when Signature Bank was going down. So NYCB rose 32% as per the Wall Street Journal. And according to the disclosure here now, Maliotakis said the stock purchase was made by her spouse. The only issue here is Maliotakis is single when it comes to if you're married or not. I don't know what's going on in her personal life. I don't know if she's dating somebody. I don't know. Don't care. But she doesn't have a spouse. So that was that was wrong, number one. But we all know how the Nancy Pelosi's work it. They work it as my spouse bought it. It's like we're on the cusp of getting this microchip deal, and Paul Pelosi is just going to happen to buy a whole shitload of chips. I'm taking all your chippies, if you will. That's where we're at. So if you want to have somebody different in office and you want to pay attention to what's going on, we need educated voters. We need people that don't just vote in, in the, the general election. We need people that vote with their own brains. There's people that said like, ride or die for, day, for DJT, for Donald J. Trump. And yet they still voted for me. They helped me on my campaign. Like you can't just take just endorsements at face value. You have to look at the, the body of work. 
it it was shady at best that first term. This is a really big, big black eye already on the second. And where it goes from here, we'll see. But to file it that it was the spouse, I'm, it's like we're just doing the the playbook of politicians. And I believe originally, if I'm not mistaken, it was said that she wasn't even going to vote. Uh, vote. She wasn't even going to. Um, she wasn't even going to trade whilst in office. So what happened? What changed? I don't know. A lot of questions. And I would have asked these questions in person. I would have had that conversation. The only issue is there was no debate. There was no reference to me because the general population is kept dumb and blind and they are kept to just the letter after the name. That's it. They're voting R. I've had everybody, I had people talk to me and say, I'll vote for you, man. I always vote Republican. See you in November. And I said, that's not how that works. Like People don't know how primaries work. A lot of people don't. Trust me, I've talked to thousands of people. I knocked on their doors all of last year. So if you want politicians from both parties that suck, that do things that don't make sense, that are just not fair, and then they're just continually treading on, on we the people, as you see, what, as this episode evolves, as, as what the government does, you got to become more educated. And not you, meaning everybody. It's a general statement. You got to become more educated. You can't just keep playing echo chamber, repeat what your friend says. Like literally take 15 minutes, go to the candidate site, read about what they say, go meet them at a town hall. Specifically, somebody that, that's grassroots, they're going to be doing a lot of it. But the people that are already there that think that they're anointed, they, they start taking it for granted. And I had people come up to me and they said, Nicole Maliotakis knocked on my door today, a week before the election. And everyone was like, holy shit. She actually went and campaigned herself because there was this movement. And again, from, from the inside of the John Matlin for Congress movement, that campaign, we, we, had, we didn't have a lot of money. So we couldn't do these big scientific polls. That would be more than we had in total. And we did a text message poll and we were within that, that sweet spot where margin of error, we could have pulled it off. And when we found that out, there was people, I don't know how, I don't know why, probably bullshit, but they were tweeting that the similar thing was going on in the polls within the Nicole camp, whether they were leaking it out from the inside. Cause I know that there was people that worked for Nicole that were totally saying that they respected what I did. So I don't know. I don't know exactly how it happened, but then all of a sudden Trump did that endorsement. And so many people said, if only someone would have ran against her, they still say it. They didn't know. And then they, they tell me, well, we didn't know. And that's your fault. Well, it's, it's my fault that, that politics is all based on money and, and who, you know, no, 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 that's not my fault. That was happening way before my conception, before I was, uh, uh born to this world. When you hear we didn't start the fire, it was always burning since the world was turning. It has been, but there's other people running. And these people that don't get that, that nod of approval from, from the powers that be, they're uncontrollable in some aspects. They have a backbone. They will not sell out. I am not moved by selling out and making money. I'm not. I'm moved by fixing this shit. So when people continue to ask, continue to ask me, am I going to run again for Congress? Am I going to run for city council? Will I go for that second congressional run? I really don't know on any front what my plans are. Right now, my plan is to drink this coffee, finish this podcast, and hopefully have people join from the interwebs 
whether for good or for bad. I will take that on at all times. So I don't know what the future holds for me, but I do know this. America, if you do not start educating yourself on your options and you believe you are stuck with the representative you have just because of the letter that is after their name and you're going to continue to do the same exact thing, then that is exactly what you will do. You will do the same thing over and over, over and over. You'll keep falling for it. Educate yourself. Look who's running in your primary. First, maybe find out what exactly a primary is. Because there's going to be a lot of people that are pissed off about Nicole's first term and second term. And right now, they're still saying no one ran against her. They don't know that, uh, that, that Joe Cal ran against her in the first time. They don't know that I ran last time. They're going to say, man, I hope John runs again. I hope Joe runs again. I hope Marco Kepi runs. There's going to be a lot of people. I hope there's a, another person running. I wish they would have done it last time. They didn't even vote in the primary. Some of them don't know what a primary is. Some of them go, how can you run against a Republican? Well, that's exactly why there's a primary. Think of it as the playoffs. Playoffs? That's right, the playoffs. So if if you're running against another Republican, a Republican will win. This whole idea that you can't go against an incumbent is absolute bullshit. And it's exactly why the options are left. And then you look at what happens with the media. I don't believe I got media coverage until Max Rose thought that it was advantageous to get me media coverage. And I went up to him in Bay Ridge and said, all of a sudden, people are knocking at my door. The New York Times wants to interview me. Why? And he started laughing because in Max's head, he plays politics. Max is is a great Democrat salesman. Great. And he was like, you know what? We're in an R11 district after after the gerrymandering was stopped. Republicans are going to win this. I told Max, I believe I said it to his face in some variation of this. Doesn't matter who runs against you, Max. No hard feelings. A Republican's winning, even if it is a stack of Italian bread with an R next to its name. Because that is our district. That is how it works out. That is what what our district is. And I think he knew it. And I think he's still going to run again. Watch. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But he thought that the best option was to go run against me. And now people are wondering why there's this alleged inside trade. Because the machine is the machine. The swamp is the swamp. And there is no draining it without we the people. And to drain it, you need to become educated in the plumbing system. And the plumbing system is the outsider. It's the people that don't want to be career politicians. It's the people that believe in term limits. It's the people like me who said, even if I can't get term limits in, after 10 years, peace up, A-Town, down, I'm out. And everyone's, oh, you wouldn't do that. Yes, I would. I've, I, again, people talk about the career. I lost my healthcare career with these mandates. Still can't work in New York because New York has completely gone crazy. So you need to have that fortitude. You need to have that, that reality that, that, that this whole entire world is not just your job. And for shit sure, representation isn't a job. What happened here is a complete mess. And then it's exacerbated by the fact that her spouse bought these, these, uh, these shares. Might as well subbed in Paul Pelosi at this point. We have somebody that wants to come in, and if they feel like talking, they can talk. Uh, we're, we're ready to go. Ronnie, if you have anything to say, and I see you're connecting to audio, feel free. Ronnie, are you with us? Feel free yeah. to jump in. You there? Yeah, I'm.
You just you just muted. Oh, sorry. That's all good. So um, yeah. What so, is the question? Yeah, right now I'm just talking about so I, I had ran for office in New York eleven and I'm discussing that the politician the incumbent that I went against, she she went and went on to, to get a second term in the general election. And right now there's accusations that she was inside trading, Nicole Maliotakis. And I'm saying that politicians on both sides have to pretty much cut all the BS because they're utilizing their positions to get rich. They're utilizing everything that they that they do for personal gain, and they're not actually out to protect or help we the people. That's my stance. What do you think about that? You're on mute again. <laughs> World is I'm no, I'm not. It keeps, Let's try this again. You're good. You're know. good right now. If you don't touch okay. anything and you just talk, not, you're good. Not touching anything. Okay. Um, it just it feels like this country we're about to be torn open right down the center, and I don't like to use the term civil war, but that is exactly what comes to mind, and I believe it will be over the gun issue. Um, the the guys in red are so I, they worship the NRA more than they love their children that I, I don't understand that. And there seems to be so much monetary gearing on both sides, not just one. It's agreed. I, I agree um, with I agree, Ronnie, that with both sides, the politicians that that get put forth, like the the preordained ones that come from the the religious background of both the Republicans and the Democrats, they are they are ready to sell their soul for the highest bidder because all of that essentially pads their career in politics. And they they basically just become a mouthpiece for whoever puts enough money on the on the table. Agree. Totally agree. It is so driven. So much of this is driven by money. Um, I, I didn't do politics before um, the orange guy was there. I, I didn't. I st had nothing to do with it. I, I couldn't tell you anything about politics. I know way too much about it now because I was scared to death of that president. I so, was I'm I mean, I'm just an average American. I'm a retired nurse. Um, I'm 68. Um, I live with my dog and two birds. I, I, nothing, I, nothing I, I hear I hear the birds, Ronnie. I like the birds. Yeah, I, I like them too. They're great. A lot of company. But our, I, just, I wasn't even really patriotic. And now I'm into it up to my eyeballs. I can't and, stand on social media. But here I am on social media looking at Twitter and 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 you found this program. And the, the you, but something amazing is happening right now in real time, Ronnie. You're having a conversation with me and we're we're getting along and we think very differently, but we also agree on certain things. And that's why when you say the idea of of like civil war and it's been gaining traction, you know, in social media and when people talk about it. And the huge problem here is people forgot that they will have different opinions. And the best way to fix this is to get along with one another while having that discussion. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more, but we don't seem to be able to find any common ground with the House the way it is now. It, it's just a farce. Uh, it, it, it's just they were just wasting time instead of working on real problems that affect so many of us, such as food prices and food deserts and marginalizing all these people. It, it, it just 
I stopped watching the news. I stopped watching all politics. I don't look at Fox very much, but sometimes to get a balanced view because I feel like I'm being spoon fed. And I am a bleeding heart liberal, but I'm being spoon fed this and not getting a balanced, a balanced you, information you, yes. that I'm looking for. And True. So, yeah, I will go to, to Fox. I'll even I can't hardly stand what is the newest um, nation nation the newscast that is competition to Fox, whatever that is. Uh, even Newsmax. News Nation, I think it is. Okay, I don't even know that one. Okay. Oh, yeah, well, so Go you know ahead. what? You know what? No, I I do something very similar. So, mm -hmm. like you said, you're a big time liberal. I'm a big time conservative in many cases, mm -hmm. but I do do the same thing. I do sometimes change the channel, and I can tell. Like I can, I've when you do that. So I think that you probably have uh, gained the same type of ability as I can, as I have. You can start telling once the station leaves telling you the story until spoon feeding mm -hmm. you how they want you to perceive the story. That's and right. I, I have, I had just recently released a clip about one of the interviews that I had when I, so I was never going to run for office. I was never going to be in, in this political atmosphere or on news stations. And we might have a very big disagreement about, about our, our take on say the vaccine. But when that came out in New York and they were going to fire everybody, I said, I have not seen enough something, you know, this is not right for me. I felt mm -hmm. religiously it was not right for me. And I wasn't telling anyone not to take it. I just said, I, for, for right now, what, what I feel inside, what, what, I'm, what my connection with, with the higher being that I perceive as a, my higher being is telling me like something's off about this. I just don't want to take it right now. So mm -hmm. I ended up getting... I ended up getting terminated for something completely involved with that, but different that they framed me for. I ended up getting my job back. A long story short, d during that, that interim that I was not working, I was in, in the news cycles and no conservative news station would even touch me. The news stations for conservatives were only hyper-focused on the withdrawal from Afghanistan. And the what, liberals- what time, what time frame are we looking at? We're looking at August of 2021. Okay. All right. And so at that point, no conservative stations wanted to touch my story. However, all of the liberal stations didn't want to really continually talk about the withdrawal from Afghanistan because it was yeah. not a, yeah. it was not a advantageous to a lot of that narrative. So they That's went right. on, they went on and I interviewed and people said, how, how are you going to do this? You know, you're going to get eaten alive by seasoned journalists and they're going to frame mm -hmm. stories. And I said, all stations do it, but I'm willing to take on and have a conversation with anybody and, and I can stay civil even if we're completely disagreeing. So I interviewed with Yasmin, I, I, I can't think of her name, from MSNBC. Vitruvian. Yes. Vitruvian. Uh -huh. And yeah. that experience, I have to tell you, Ronnie, was, was absolutely eye-opening to the point that when they were talking to the rest of the staff that had been vaccinated, they had their masks off when they came near me they said we have to do this because uh you know we have something along the lines we have to we have to follow this rule but we're not really worried about you and but they still came really close and i was kind of like i'm gonna get COVID at this point for the fact that they're miking me up and we're face to face it was a little intimate if you ask me but at this point when that conversation we had a 30-minute interview and everything that i brought up about about how long trials usually last about what my concerns were and not stopping anybody from getting it 
I got pushback to the point where at that toward the end of the interview, she said, who did you vote for in 2020? And I said, this is exactly where we where we lost ourselves. We made conversations about everything come back to politics. And, you know, that was that was them trying to frame the interviews that, you know, a Trump voter uh, didn't get the COVID vaccine. And it's a it's a political thing. And I was like, I'm not having that. I was like, I'm not going to tell you who I voted for because the, the virus doesn't have a political affiliation. And she right. says, well, it's politicized. Yes, mm-hmm. you're yeah. doing it in real time. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I totally agree with that. I just um, let's not even talk about COVID and the pandemic. That was that was just horrible for our country. Just horrible. It's horrible we, for the world. And that's I was just going to say that I thought we were going to lose our planet for sure. Then um, I don't know what else to say. I, I'm just. But but I I mean again we're having a conversation so it's good but you know in the beginning of the of the pandemic so were you working during that time or you were already retired i was already retired okay so mm-hmm. what what i was seeing being in new york city was absolutely awful and i know there's oh, different yeah. parts different parts of the country where they're saying mm-hmm. you know like hey uh there was nobody in the hospitals in other parts of the country. i couldn't tell you because i didn't work for any of these other cities or states i was in staten island new york and we had people wall-to-wall vented so oh, yes i i watched cuomo daily on his up, up his, his briefings because the president wouldn't say anything worthwhile um, well well, the very interesting story is Cuomo, Cuomo was trying to get all those vents and most of those vents ended up not even getting utilized. And a lot of the protective equipment didn't get utilized. There was reports of hospital systems to keep par and to keep that money and the product coming in that they were actually destroying product. And there was video out there and, and there was stuff. So there's a lot that, that has to go on and that goes the, more to the monetary corruption side. But, you know, Mm -hmm. as we watched the virus mutate and become less deadly, we also learned about like the overventing and and having been there, Ronnie, it was awful because I've had conversations with people that came in. I saw their pulse ox in the in the mid 80s. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's happening. And I see the x-rays. I'm an x-ray tech and I see their lungs and I'm like, this looks awful. But as we find out, you know venting quickly venting should be the last case scenario but they were being treated like they had acute respiratory distress syndrome it was just such a mess and it was a new virus and it was impossible to navigate but there was definitely mishandling and in in some ways uh gross mishandling but again at the end of the day you live and you learn it's just again i hope that nothing like that ever happens again and to the point i don't know where you're located in new york we lost so many businesses from being closed and now with the studies coming out they said like there there is no way not even in the healthcare field that the masks really stopped the transmission that at this point it covid just superseded everything there was a study yesterday yesterday that came out that said that when covid became so dominant there that's why there was no like specific twindemic where you'd have another major respiratory virus uphold while covid was present because it was taking over everybody everybody was getting it essentially and their body was closing off that route for another pathogen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I don't know what to say to that. It's, it's, um, all, it's all good. But thank you for joining and feel free sure. whenever you want to swing you. by. Uh, and yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Good to talk with you. Good to talk with you. Have a great day. Mm-hmm. You too. Bye. So you see that where 
Um, what is this? No, I don't want to report her. I was just removing. Don't report. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm trying to learn this Zoom thing. But you're seeing here that conversations can happen. And me and Ronnie have a totally different point of view. And I let her have her point of view. And I'm not going to challenge her on everything. Because when you challenge somebody on everything, you don't actually get any point across. So it's very interesting that people can speak. Speaking is good. So I'm going to go on. We were talking and we, she brought up guns and I'm going to go into guns now. Guns and mass shooting. So, you know, yesterday there was the Louisville, Louisville shooter that shot up the bank, um, reported by the Daily Mail that he killed four people with an AR-15 at the age of 25. Uh, shootings occurred today as well. Um, we're seeing a lot of shootings. And the first step everyone should understand is if you have a mental health issue, you're going to see shootings uh, at, that occur, and that should be right off the bat, right off the bat, that should be a, an indicator of mental illness that somebody is going to shoot up people. It doesn't, it doesn't actually work. It doesn't make sense. So, however, that's hindsight being 2020. But what we do know about this, this guy, right? We have another person with the pronouns that are in there. People say you can't talk about that. You can't say that that there was pronouns in uh, their LinkedIn account, the he, him, right? But you can, because if we start seeing that political ideology is radicalizing in one area, you'd point it out. If every shooting was done by somebody that was MAGA or something, it would be pointed out, as it should be. You've got to figure out where these shootings are coming from, why they're occurring. Right? So this guy has uh, different comics. So it's a, wow, how did you get like that? And it's a big buff guy. And it says, every time Trump tweets some racist shit, I do one push-up. And then the skinny dude says, Jesus Christ. And then finally an excuse uh, without being a bad person, you know, health advisors, uh, officials advise people to work from home, postpone gatherings to slow the, the spread of coronavirus. So very starch uh, supporter of a staunch supporter of uh of what do you call it of working from home so we're seeing the the political atmosphere what type of stuff they're going to end up being consuming and how far it's going to be radicalized because all of a sudden everybody's shooting every every everybody it's like just big shoot fest one was for trans ideology. The other one is just another Democrat or something along that line. But not every Democrat's going to shoot somebody. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not crazy where you'd say every Republican's going to shoot everybody because that's not true. I think I'm going to ask the question, has everybody lost their fucking minds? So clear sign of, again, mental health and radicalization is when people start committing terror in the name of religion or ideology, political affiliation, all of that. Many people used to say, who would do that? when we had Islamic terrorisms, uh, terrorism attacks and stuff like that. But now people don't realize that many have become radicalized in-house under a litany of hot topics and get pounded into the brain daily with the information that causes this and the stance. And it's not just on socials, it's also on the indoctrination stations that they choose to visit at night. Ronnie was just talking about it too. Stop watching the news in some of the case. We, the people on the news, we can have a conversation. They don't want us having a conversation. That's why they close pubs down. That's why they close social media down and they had visibility filter and the feds took into it and they did all this other stuff. It's people are losing their minds, guys. Steven Van Bandit or whatever his name is of the Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band, the dude that was on uh, 
what the fuck is that name? The Sopranos. His tweet in the past couple of days was Republican white supremacist scumbag cowards and pussies that need guns to feel like real men. End quote. Really? What is a real man, Stephen? Do you know? Because it sounds like you, you do know, and it doesn't sound inclusive with your approach. And I don't think anybody needs a gun to feel like a real man. I think that they want to be able to protect themselves from people maybe that also have guns, because illegal guns are a thing. Assault knives and assault handguns, assault cars, assault being larger than you and beating your face in. He also then went on to accuse Republicans, and this is where you see that radicalization go, being cockroaches. They don't even have like, they don't even have like a, a, a reason uh, uh, to be alive. That's, that's the, the, the viewpoint of these people that are saying these types of things, no matter what your party is. They say they take away women's rights, harass trans people, shoot kids, stop black people from voting. I don't understand any of this. This is the, the same talking point, and none of it makes sense. So my opinion, this man is unstable. Probably shouldn't have a gun. Stephen, you probably shouldn't. You're probably not fit to carry. Radicalized people with guns are definitely a problematic situation. Would I trust Joy Behar with a gun? Me personally? AOC? No. AOC might run into Chaya Raychek or whatever her name is from Libs of TikTok and lose her mind. Go postal. Because to me, these seem to be radical people pushing agendas. So we have a Zoom user. Could be bad, could be good. We'll see what happens. We'll see if they'll have any chat. Hello, Zoom user. I see you are connecting to audio. I'm interested to see how good or how bad this might go. Said did not connect to audio. So as of right now, they did not connect to audio. They could just be listening. So until they pop on, again, feel free to try to reload and get your mic up. So when we talk about this, we also have to throw in there that blue states and cities are falling apart. Crime is is running rampant. Criminals are are everywhere. And you can't, we, we, can, we can't have that debate. Again, it, it's there, it's, it's numbers. So if you say you're gonna ban assault weapons, okay, you, that's your, your, your plan, but it's not gonna solve it because people are stabbing people for no reason in San Francisco. I guess Chicago didn't get the memo that their laws were some of the strictest, yet we're watching people get shot endlessly and it's not okay. Downtown San Francisco closing its Whole Foods because they can't quote assure the safety of their team due to looting drugs and crime in the area. Does anybody have any issue with that? Yes. The issue is right now, anything can be considered an assault. We've heard people talk about assault pistols. I think Biden referred to an assault pistol because anything that's used to carry out an assault is an assault weapon. So that's the reality of it. If this man didn't have an AR-15, could he kill four people with a handgun? Do you know how fast you can unload a clip in a handgun? I I shouldn't say clip. I would get yelled at by gun enthusiasts. Magazine. Get a couple magazines. Pop, pop, pop. Refill. Pop, pop, pop. We have somebody else joining. So, I mean, I'd love to have that debate and, and... Let's, I'd love to hear everyone else's side of it. Jason, are you with us? You can unmute. You're, you're on set to mute right now. Well, we'll see if Jason unmutes and jumps in. Um, maybe he's just waiting. 
maybe just listening. Again, you don't have to, to do anything. You can feel free to chat your questions. And again, I am recording outside in Florida right now. So if you hear background noise, people are in the pool. So at the end of this, we have to have that conversation. If somebody is shooting at you and they got their gun illegally and guns were banned completely, would you want a gun to shoot back to protect yourself? And if you had one, would you go out and shoot somebody? That's the, that's the question. This is where we have to figure out how this gun argument plays out. We have a right to protect ourselves. And 2A is there for many reasons. And one is to prohibit the government from basically taking over our freedom and rights. And you could see in Australia what happened during the COVID pandemic, where they rounded everybody up and they started shooting them with rubber bullets for just leaving their home and protesting. You can see what's going on in Canada. The government literally was like, there's no reason to stop the trucker rally. And Justin Trudeau just made up a bunch of reasons to weaponize his own government against the people. Very interesting. So, I mean, when we have this talk, people aren't going to just give up their guns. And most people are not out there shooting people. And if we're going to talk about everything that goes on in a shooter with, with the setup, which we should, you should always break down. You should have all the data points to understand why. If we're going to talk about their race, you can't change their race. You're going to talk about their gender. You can't change their gender or frame it. That's not okay. Straight across the board, whoever it is, say it how it is. Say what, what, what made up the shooting, everything man, woman, trans, whatever. But don't try to change it to make it fit your narrative. That's bullshit on either side. And that people are not going to give up their guns. And there is, there is definitely going to be uh, an endless debate about this. But we do have to figure out some way to stop people. And a lot of people say, well, red flag laws. Well, a lot of times the, the feds are watching these people. They actually are on watch lists. And they get away with it. So how does that happen? I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. Maybe somebody does. To me, it's, 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 absolutely, it's absolutely crazy. But it happens. So we're going to have to watch this again. We have, to, we have to have that conversation endlessly. But red flag laws, when they are there, there needs to be some form of serious penalty if you're just like, I don't like my neighbor. I don't like his political affiliation. I don't like my neighbor. Well, then you'd get this guy or girl's guns taken away, and then they didn't do anything wrong. It could just be that you had, say, a Trump sign on your lawn, or you had a Beto O'Rourke sign on your lawn. He's the one that said, damn right, we're going to take your ARs and your guns. So if you do that, and there's nothing wrong with that person, there's nothing, the person just had guns to protect themselves, well, you should be going to jail for 10 to 15 years. Because there's a lot of people crying wolf about a lot of different things right now. And it's, it's, again, because of radicalized political ideology on either side. Can't have it. It's destroying us. So finally, last topic, government is absolutely weaponizing the Department of Justice. I said it when I was campaigning, and I'll say it again. It, it's happening in real time. We're losing what our Department of Justice is. So via a FOIA, we learned that the Biden administration, who claimed they weren't in the know, that they were stunned by the news of the Mar-a-Lago raid when they saw it like the old regular peon citizens, well, they were officially involved. They outright lied to the American people and are taking the, the spilt milk approach. It happened last summer, so it doesn't matter type of deal. And you know what? It's bullshit, but it works. It works because so many people swear allegiance to the mainstream media indoctrinator, and they will get 
the spun-up version, they will ingest it, and they will regurgitate it. So MSNBC is likely cooking something up right now, and it is not okay. Even if you hate Trump, it's not okay. This is how the rule of law disintegrates and political persecution picks up with no holds barred. Hyperpartisan people do not know the damage their radicalized ideology breeds. So the FBI got access to Trump's records via a special access request from the White House, the Biden administration. Interesting. You talk about all the measures to end Trump, stop him from running again. Now we see that with New York City. DA Alvin Bragg is now suing Jim Jordan over congressional subpoenas to investigate the indictment of President Trump. The madness is growing for sure. And when a state in the union goes rogue and is attempting to cause election interference, one would think Congress can have oversight as to the fact that it's interfering with federal elections and to get to the bottom of it. Why not? What's the worst that can happen to have that conversation? We're already charging a former president with 34 counts of we're not going to tell you in most cases. Doesn't make sense. Oh, and it's also outside of the statute of limitations. Legally, I guess we see how it all plays out, but we are in some bad times. And speaking of the FBI and Jim Jordan, the FBI is now looking into Catholic extremists. Jim Jordan has now subpoenaed Christopher Wray, the FBI director, and we are watching some uneasy, uneasy times in our country. The government is overstepping all over the place. And for people, they should remember this is a government for the people, by the people, and it's becoming an entire operation of subverting the people. For their safety, of course, that's why, that's how it's said. But many believe the FBI is now practicing an anti-Catholic bias with their move sets. Really, what a time to be alive. I remember when people said they were investigating, uh, you know, Muslim, Islamic people, and it was wrong, and it was against rights, and people fought for that. But now it's like, well, it's okay, because it's... Catholics. I don't know. I think that there's so much hypocrisy and bullshit that it's hard to actually track. Jason, thank you for listening. Uh, This is going to be going up in a few minutes. I am going to sign off right now. I'm going to finish my coffee and go get some dinner. Uh, We will be back tomorrow with another We the People, All the News or a Patriot panel. And in the meantime, go to www.sonsanddaughtersofliberty.world. Use promo code podcast for 17.76% off grab a flag speaking of Canada our flag was at Parliament the night before good old little Justin Trudeau went and tried to destroy his citizens freedoms very interesting times again in this world it's kind of hard to believe very welcome Jason and I hope that you have a bunch of questions and want to jump in next time I see Jason's uh, chatting me in the room Uh, I I do believe these zooms are going to get much much more fuller as this goes on I actually Jason yesterday posted that um, that uh, the the link the same way for the Patreon panel I had Adrian the matrix girl on and very interesting we got a warning from zoom that the address was out there and people might show up randomly into the meeting and i was like well that's why i have a waiting room and i could always eject somebody if things get completely out of hand but thanks for joining and yeah at the end of the day if we don't have dialogue people and we don't accept that there's differences we have we've we've lost the republic and it is our job to defend the republic and forge freedom forward so till next time This is Sons and Daughters of Liberty Radio. I'm John Matland, and pretty sure my outro is going to say the same thing. Have a good one. See you tomorrow. I'm John Matland, and this is We the People Are the News.